Welcome to Houseplant Homebody. I'm your host, Holly, and I'm here to tell you all about my favorite thing, plants. Are you ready? Well, hello, friends. I'm sure you're shocked to hear me start talking right away, and that's because I cut the intro part information in the beginning here because I want to start getting directly to the information. Don't worry if you forget where I am on social media or anything. I did leave an outro which has a ton of other information about where else you can find me, what else I'm doing, all that good stuff. And then after that outro, per usual, some fun personal information and whatever the next episode is. So if you don't listen past the actual episode, you really should because there's more information on the back half of this. Anywho, So I'm cutting the intro part a little bit. So here we go. We're diving right into it. This week is episode 72 and it's all about light, explaining light. So I think this is one of the trickier topics to cover because I feel like everyone kind of has their own definition of it and I just talk about it in a general sense. I have never actually measured light in my house in any of my windows or anything like that and I just want to throw it out there. I know there are people that have those light sensors that are measuring them constantly. To be a successful houseplant parent, I don't think you need to be doing that. I just think you need to have a general understanding of the lighting, depending on your window and the position of the plant, what the plant needs, if you need supplemental light, or anything like that. So, we're going at it in kind of a basis, not basis, basic way that doesn't go super deep into it. I just don't think that's necessary, to be honest. Especially for a houseplant parent, which usually houseplants as like in general are not your life. You're not devoting all of your time to measuring all your windows and every single aspect of where your plant is going. So I don't. I'm sure many of you don't. If you do, kudos to you. I mean, definitely helpful for sure. I just don't have the time or really the money to invest into something like that necessarily. So This is how I do it and kind of how I explain it on the podcast episodes. That is how I'm going to detail it out here today. Now, I know I said this two episodes ago, but if you don't usually look at the blog post, this is another one that you have to look at. I would also highly, highly recommend going on Instagram and social media, Facebook, Instagram, whatever you have where you're following me, and really save the posts for this this week because... I have really fun charts that directly explain the difference between bright light, bright indirect light, medium light, and low light. And then I have charts and like kind of fun drawings of a south-facing window room, what position your plants should be and where they are versus a west, east, and north window. So definitely need to look at this blog post and definitely need to be saving the social media posts. One, it helps me if you're saving posts. Two, it's going to help you for helping you remember if you need to. Now, you might say, Holly, I kind of already know my lighting. That's fine. But this is more of, if you're listening to my podcast episodes and you don't know what I mean by bright indirect light, that's what we're getting into right now. And I honestly think it is more of a visual thing um, because the visuals for me really helped me. That's where I started this whole episode with. I went in in Canva and created like little mock rooms with certain plants that I know like low light and bright light and stuff like that. And I put them in a room to kind of mock up where they would be in that kind of situation. So that's where I would also look for you. 
Okay, so I kind of said this already, but I'm going to take this in four different ways. I'm going to take it in bright light, bright indirect light, medium light, and low light. I'm also going to take in four other ways, which is south, west, east, and north facing windows, because I believe the light changes per window position you have. And I am only taking this as there's one window in the room sort of thing. So also keep that in mind. Sometimes people have multiple windows. Some people have windows on two different walls. You know, all of those are big factors in determining what works for you. So I also wanted to point out that if you don't have a ton of light in your home or you just have like east and north facing windows, which don't give you the most amount of light, but you want like a ficus lyrata in your house or something. Grow lights are always a super easy solution and they're actually fairly reasonable on Amazon, for example, or I know there's houseplant shops out there that carry them as well. So episode 63 has all the information about grow lights if you need to know more and there is a corresponding blog post with a ton of different links from the affordable side to the fancy side too. So let's break down light today. So in a very general level, I'm going to go over the four different types of light here, and then I will go into the different types of rooms and what it all means. So bright light to me means when the sun is coming through a window directly onto the plants for an extended period of time, a longer period of time, mostly in the heat of the day. That's bright light to me. Bright indirect light is when the sun is shining through the window for a portion of the day, and the plants are positioned just off of that bright sunlit window. That's bright indirect light. Medium light is usually near the middle of the room is where your plants are going to be to receive medium light, but they're basically receiving steady light that isn't direct at all or any kind of sun rays hitting your plant directly, if that makes sense. And then low light is several feet from a window or even along an opposite wall of a window. That would be low light. So it's very, very dependent on which facing window you have in your room. So that's where we're going to get into the details. I also want to know a couple things. If you plan to use a grow light, usually those are considered bright light. It kind of depends on how far away the light is from your plant and if it's directly on your plant or if it's near it or not really facing it. So if you have a grow light directly on your plant, decently close to your plant, that's probably bright light or direct light, for example, but in in any other position or if it's higher up or anything like that, it might be considered a bright indirect or even a medium, depending on where it is positioned. I also want to throw it out there that I say direct sunlight and bright light in this kind of situation, but people using direct sunlight as an outdoor term, very different than an indoor term. So if you're planning on moving your plant from a bright window, direct sunlight in like like a south window or something, to a fully direct sunlit area, like on a patio or something, just keep in mind those two are very different. The sun coming through the window, it's never actually really direct sunlight like it is outside. So you may see burning when you move it outside with really no, I guess what's the, no transition to that kind of bright light. So 
keep that in mind, the direct sunlight inside is different than the direct sunlight outside. Okay, I'm going to go into the different window positions. So this might get a little confusing, but I'm going to do it the best way I can and just go by each facing window room and talk about it a little bit. Also, if you ever hear me out of breath, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I forget to breathe when I'm talking in these podcast episodes. Okay, so south-facing window. That is going to be your brightest light, assuming you have no obstructions whatsoever. That is also a factor. In the situation I am talking about in all these different rooms, there is no obstruction. So no curtains whatsoever, no extra trees and shrubs outside of your window blocking the way at all during the day or anything like that. So we're assuming you just have a straight shot south-facing window in a room. In this case, you have bright light and it extends for a little bit. Also depends on the size window you have and stuff. My diagram shows like a floor to ceiling type window, but that's all I found that looked good enough to use. So that's what I used. So bright light, it extends pretty far into the room. It's anywhere it's directly hitting the plant and you kind of feel the heat of the plant. Away from that window a few feet is still going to be your bright indirect light. And that's where you can have those plants that like bright indirect light can handle medium light. Some even handle low light, but they'll still be fine in bright indirect light. I use similar consistent plants in all of these diagrams so you could see where they were moving to and what it was compared to. So for the bright light position in the diagrams that I used, I used a bird of paradise and a ficus lyrata to show that, oh yeah, those are bright light plants. They don't even do well in low light and medium light usually. So they're best in a bright window to really thrive. That's where I put them. And then the bright indirect light, I put kind of like a hanging string of pearls from the ceiling. It's kind of in between the bright light and bright indirect, but it's probably getting more bright indirect. And then I put a monstera and a calathea in that position as well. Off the window, still getting bright indirect light, just not getting the heat of the bright light. And then medium light, I have some shelves on the pretend walls in my images just behind and above the bright indirect light plants showing that it's still actually getting a decent amount of light. It's just not getting any of the direct heat or the kind of like cascading sun rays from the window. So in there I put like a snake plant, a spider plant, and I think I did a Hoya and um, a different kind of pothos. And then in low light, which is basically the opposite corner of the room. It's really not getting any of the direct light, any of the so-called sun rays. It's not getting the extra burst of light like the medium light is. That is a piece of lily and a ZZ plant and then a hanging pothos back there too. So again, probably it's a very good visual to have this as well, but I just kind of wanted to set that up for the plants that I have in the room. The bright light is going to give you the most light in your house. Sometimes it's the hottest window um, to have it in a south-facing window. Okay, west-facing window is actually very similar. I think, though, it's not giving as much light as a south-facing window because you have to have the sun kind of come over the house, then hit the west window. So usually you're on the second half of the heat of the sun with a west-facing window and the afternoon. So you're still getting the heat of the sun like you are in the south window. You're just not getting it for as long as you would in the south window. So in this case, 
your bright indirect light does not extend as far as a south window does. And I believe the medium light doesn't either. So if you're looking for something to fit in a medium light situation, you might have to move it a little closer to the window. Not necessarily directly in it or like a couple feet from it, but it can't be several feet away from it and still get that brightness that a south window could provide. And then low light, similar thing as south facing window, opposite side, that's still getting a decent amount of light. It's just not getting as much as it would in a south facing window. Okay, now we're getting down to the harder ones. I think these are more complicated and I've seen contradicting things online based on what I believe. So I'm just going to go off of what I think. So an east facing window, I don't think ever has direct sunlight or bright sunlight. I think the window only provides bright indirect light. And I say that because yeah, in the heat of the summer, the east facing window is when the sun rises, but it's only in the very beginning of the heat of the afternoon that your plant gets that heat. It doesn't sustain in an east window in the middle of the day in the afternoon when it's the hottest and the brightest and the sun is the the highest basically. So I don't think it ever gets the bright light or the direct light in an east facing window. I do think in that window you get great bright indirect light though. So for in these images for example I got rid of the bird of paradise and the ficus lyrata and the monstera is in that window now. And then in this case I believe the medium light plants need to sit just off of those windows, like a couple feet, in order to get even the medium light from it. And then the low light is even closer. So as you see, picking up different facing windows gives you different lighting situations based on where the sunlight is coming from. Hopefully that makes sense. And then a north facing window is even worse in my opinion. So not that a north facing window can't do a lot for you because let me tell you I've had agave in a north facing window and they do great but it is never ever direct sunlight nor is it really bright indirect. It's always medium light because you're you're never catching the sun's rays and you're just getting a general light from the outdoors. So I believe in a north facing window, you are only getting medium light and then everything else, even a little bit away from the window is low light. So if you have a north facing window and isn't very big, putting a plant on the opposite wall, it might be worse than low light. Like I wouldn't even suggest putting a a plants on that wall necessarily. So for example, our bedroom is it has a north facing window and it's a nice window. There's plenty of room there for me to put plants if I want to. The problem is, is that it just does not get a lot of light at all. And that's why I say it's medium light. So I've grown philodendron over there. Great. And that kind of thing. And I have had agave up there. I have had African violets up there before and everything grows fine, but I would never try a croton, a uh, a bird of paradise, any of that stuff I would never put in that window because I know they wouldn't really thrive in that window. I've also temporarily put a snake plant on the opposite wall before and I just felt bad for it. (laughs) So I moved it because it's just so dark in there. And usually Peter and I aren't in there except for when we're sleeping. And usually like in the winter time, there's even less light because usually our windows are closed because 
when we leave in the morning for work, it's close to dark. When we come home, it's close to dark. So we kind of leave the window shut for the most part. So I have a grow light in there now for like one plant and that's it. Otherwise, I don't keep my plants up there just because it does not provide enough light. If that was my only option though, I would have a setup and I would probably do a couple grow lights just because I don't think anything that needs more light will grow well in that window, if that makes sense. So to repeat, south window, the most light. The next most is west. East kind of gets more minimal and north is the least amount of light you're going to get. Some people have like a, for example, if you had a north facing window and an east facing window, you might get a bit more sunlight because you have kind of the direct morning-ish light from the east facing window, but it's still not going to be bright to the point where it's going to sustain throughout the whole day. Now, if you had a a south and east facing window next to each other um, from one wall to another wall, that would be great because then you get the sunlight throughout the whole morning and throughout basically the whole afternoon until the sun sets. So that would be the perfect position for any plant that needs really, really bright light. And that is kind of the explanation of the facing windows. I know that was a lot of information and I swear this is a really visual thing. I really hope I did an okay job of explaining, but I'll do it high level one more time. Okay, to reiterate quickly, bright light is when the sun is coming directly through the window, directly under your plants for an extended period of time, usually in the heat of the day. So that's usually your south and west windows, plants sitting in those windows. Bright indirect light is when the sun is shining through a window for a portion of the day, but it's not going to be through the heat of the day or the middle of the day, or your plants are positioned just off of those bright light areas, like a few feet off of those windows. Medium light is usually near the middle of your room, usually, where the plants are receiving steady light, but it's never direct from the actual sun rays at all. And then you have low light, so it's several feet from the window, and usually, potentially, it's on like the opposite wall of a window, or it's just nowhere near a window for the most part. So that's kind of the general gist of it. South window is going to be your most bright, west is your next, then east, then north. If you need bright indirect light, you're going to find that in southwest and east facing. You will only find usually medium and low light in a north facing window. The farther you get from the window, the less light you're getting. Bam. (laughs) There's the general gist of light explained. Now, I did have some great questions, so we're going to go into those next because that will help further explain everything we just talked about. All right, so Instagram Q&A, as a reminder, I asked the questions on social media about the upcoming podcast episodes just to make sure I'm covering everything you guys want to know within the episode or if you have a specific question relating to your plants in your home as well. So we have three questions this time around. The first one is, how do you give bright light without things burning? Example, rubber tree burned under light. So 
I think I would need to know more information to give you an exact answer here, but we're going to go through all of the potential answers it could be. <laughs> so it depends on what bright light actually means to you in this case. If you moved your rubber tree to a south facing window and it wasn't used to that much light, like you had it in more of a medium to low light, then it, there was the potential for it to burn because it's in the heat of the window in the middle of the day in like a south facing window. I am not inclined to think that a rubber plant would burn really bad in a south window just because I know those are pretty resilient plants and especially with variegation, they should be able to do pretty well in a bright, even direct sunlight. I know it might not be ideal for them. Bright indirect is probably best, but they should be okay in that. My, I think my assumption would be that you had a grow light on it potentially and it burned. I could be assuming wrong, but both situations could cause burning depending on the environment the plant was previously and how much light it is just given. So on a grow light situation, you could have the light too close. So for example, I have, if you follow me on social media, you know I have a big plant shelf that my husband built for me and it has panel grow lights at the ceiling. I've had a couple plants that get too close to it and they either get sun stressed, so like Hoyas are turning red on me <laughs> in that kind of case, or I actually had a couple of leaves actually kind of burn in a couple places because it was just like touching the light. So that could happen as well if you have a grow light too close. So two recommendations for two different situations. One, if you do have your rubber plant, I shouldn't just say in a south window, south or west window, I would just move it away from the window a little bit. That way it's still getting bright indirect light, but it's not getting direct light. And I would move your grow light away from the plant a little bit or lift it above the plant depending on what kind of grow light you have. Just so it's not so close to the plant, it might just need kind of more of a distanced glow of light, if that makes sense. I have several rubber plants, rubber tree plants. Mine are always struggling just because I never give it enough moisture. That's just my own problem. I know that I'm doing wrong. I just don't bother to do it. <laughs> um, but mine are actually all around grow lights. They're not directly under grow lights. They're just around them. So they're probably getting bright indirect light or medium light. And they are still growing. They're just slow. Okay. The next question, is a stand in between two west-facing windows going to get enough sun? Same room also has three north-facing windows and one east-facing window. So again, this actually depends on the plants you have in that room, but I can tell you that a room with multiple walls of windows all coming from different directions is extensively more light than just one wall of windows in a room. So I believe in if you're putting a plant stand in between two west facing windows, more than likely you're getting medium light there. I'm not quite sure where the east facing window is compared to these, but if it's kind of close to the west facing windows, kind of in that realm in the middle of the windows, you're probably getting some bright indirect light as well. Not necessarily directly on the plants, but you might be getting some of it. 
So I think if you're sticking plants in between the windows, you're probably getting mostly medium light, but I do think you could be getting some bright indirect light. I'm not quite sure what plants you have there, but let me tell you there are lots of plants that can survive just fine in that position. Many, many plants that can. If you feel like you're struggling with it and plants aren't growing to the extent that you want them to and you have the opportunity to move them in front of the east or front of the west window in your room, then I would suggest trying that. But if you don't have the means to do so and you are struggling, you could always add a grow light in between those windows as well. If you don't want to do that and the plants are growing fine, then you don't have to do anything. So that's super dependent, I think, on the plants. If you have a ficus lyrata in that area or like a bird of paradise, they're probably growing fine, but they could be doing better. Like they could be fuller. They could be growing faster. That's probably the only difference you're really going to see is like a ficus lyrata might have some more spacing in between each leaf that grows versus if it was in a west facing window, it'd be a little bit more compact. And I think that's the only difference you're going to see in that kind of positioning. The plants will still do fine. They just won't thrive as much as they would in one of those brighter windows if they needed it. But there's so many plants that do well in medium light and potentially bright indirect light, depending on what it looks like. So I believe it is, but totally dependent on plants. Okay, next question is what type of light is bad or harmful to plants? And I think this is a scale of things. So if we're talking about moving houseplants outside, that's probably potentially the most damage that light can do to your plants is just throwing them in direct outdoor sunlight. So the best example I have of this that I learned my lesson on is I brought home my sister a larger snake plant several years ago and we left it outside of her house on like the east side of her house. You know, east side. You wouldn't think that is too bad but let me tell you it was the summer it was hot and there is direct sunlight outside if there's no shade so we left outside I think for like one or two days and like a ton of the tips of the leaves like chunks of the leaves of the snake plant burned badly another example I had of this is I brought a smaller version of a whale fin snake plant home and I actually left it in our back porch area which is just like screened in and I left it sitting on a shelf that was near the south side of it and that burned through the screen. So in those kinds of ways that can be the most harmful to plants. Plants that aren't used to indoor south windows or west windows have the potential to burn as well. I just don't think it's as extreme as outside. There are obviously plants that are more sensitive that would be better if they weren't in a south window, for example, but they would kind of, most plants would adapt and do okay. There's a lot of plants that want bright indirect light, but actually would do fine in bright direct sunlight in a south or west facing window, just because they're so adaptive to those kinds of situations. I think the other, I think the second most harmful besides outdoors is a grow light that's too close to your house plants. I've experienced that several times. So my Hoyas, for example, when they keep growing up before they trail over, it gets kind of close to my grow light, my panel grow lights um, on my plant shelf. And they tend to turn, some of them turn red sun stressed, which is actually really pretty. I don't mind it. Um, 
But in that kind of situation, I know there's a lot of light going through there. There's also been a couple times where my plants are growing up, but that there's no room on the shelf to keep going up. So they're kind of touching the light and it does burn it. So I would say outdoors and a grow light are probably the top two most harmful lights for the plants. Any of the windows are probably okay. The south and west facing windows are going to be your brightest, so your more sensitive plants might be harmed in those. I'm inclined to say not as much as an outdoor sun or a too close grow light sun. That's just my opinion though. All right, that is all I have for you today. I hope that explains light a little bit better. Again, highly recommend going looking at the blog post this time around and the actual social media posts. I will have the exact same diagrams posted on social media so you can see them easily. Highly recommend saving them. If you have other questions, put them on the social media posts for this episode or message me and I would be happy to share them. Um, your, your questions are helping others as well. So feel free to ask me any other questions about this topic. And I hope you guys learned a little bit. And hopefully in future podcast episodes, when I say bright indirect light, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So yay. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to episode 72 of Houseplant Homebody, all about light. Don't forget to check out the blog post that corresponds with this episode. If you go to houseplant-homebody.com and go to the blog page, you'll find it there. Also, don't forget to find me at Houseplant Homebody LLC on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, and sharing this podcast along with liking, saving, and commenting on social media. Odds are, if you like this podcast, someone else will too. I love to hear what you've learned from this episode or really anything that I'm doing and your plant experiences, so please share them with me because I love it. Also, you can help support your favorite podcast by joining me on my Become a Supporter website page to get exclusive podcast episodes access to a supporter-only Facebook group, early access to podcasts, and exclusive content. Your support means the world to me, and I'm super excited to keep bringing you plant bios and information. Also, don't forget to check back every other Tuesday for the brand new episode and blog post. From one houseplant homebody to another, see you next time. Hello, as Dax Shepard always says on After Expert Night. Oh, we find it. So funny. Um, so hello. Um, at the end of this episode, I hope you guys learned a decent amount about light and it wasn't so confusing. I was a little worried I wouldn't be able to explain my visuals very well. And I still seriously recommend my visuals and looking at those. But um, I just want to hop on here quickly with the holidays, both of my nieces' birthdays, um, personal things happening, work crazy. Um, it's just been a hectic back half of the year. <laughs> so, um, a lot of things personally going on. I may still continue these episodes and do my best to show up and post and provide some great information for you guys when I can. Um, but I appreciate you guys relaxing with me in this time of year. Um, and just focusing on family and friends and the important things. But plants too. Hello. Um, I've also, you can, if you looked at my house plants, you would see that not only have I neglected from posting on houseplant home, but I also neglected on watering recently too. So um, I'm in the mood to just have plants in my life that make me happy. So any plants that have been bothering me or I just have been struggling with, I'm like, now okay getting rid of. I recently got rid of a few houseplants. 
Um, and I'm just kind of clearing out things to that just make me happy that I like or that I'm still kind of experimenting with, obviously, um, or different concepts or whatever. Okay, I'm still, I still have a ton of houseplants. Let's be honest here. It's not like I don't have any. I still have like 200. It's fine. Um, so it's a lot to water. But I did recently order one of those two-gallon, like, you know those weed pumps where you can, like, put your water and your, like, um, what's it called? I want to say weed feeder, but it's, like, the opposite. You're trying to kill weeds outside and you put that stuff mixed with water as a concentrate. Anyway, in a pump and then you have, like, a little spray head nozzle. I got one of those strictly for watering houseplants. I saw, um, I believe the account is called Plants Delivered Chicago. Um, he does a ton of stuff for the Chicago community, and he also does a lot of client work with houseplants, and they they do basic houseplant orders and stuff like that in the Chicagoland area. Anyway, um, I saw he had a, like, two-gallon backpack water carrier to water the houseplants with, which I just thought was genius. Now, obviously, he has clients, so he walks in and out of properties all the time watering houseplants. I don't do that. I just water my own houseplants. So, I didn't get the backpack one. I just got the regular one that I could pump and do it. So, I think it works really, really good with the four-inch pots because it doesn't come out, obviously, as fast as a watering can. It's just a little bit of like a misting spray. So it really has time to soak in. It does take me longer, but I feel a lot better about watering those smaller plants. And it feels like it's doing a better job than me just dumping water on it because I don't have time, you know? So recently got one of those to help me out. Um, Haven't really been adding humidity like I should be. I'm seeing some pests. My croton is not doing good. I know it has spider mites. I have not put it in the shower and just like hosed it down to help out. So I might just get rid of it because it's not making me happy at the moment. <laughs> um, so that's where I'm at in my plant life. Um, I am seeing amazing growth on the Hoyas I have and my philodendron are all doing pretty well right now. I also have recently got a Monstera dubia from my friend Sierra for Christmas. Thank you, Sierra. Um, so I'm really excited about those new plants and those fun growth. And I think those are the plants that keep me motivated and that I love to see. So I'm going to continue collecting and growing those kinds of things. Um, and just kind of weeding out the plants that aren't doing as well for me. Um, I still have all my Monsteras. They're all doing fabulously. Um, Monstera Deliciosa, I mean, so my big monstera is getting tall and I didn't realize it until recently. I put it up on a plant stand. (laughs) It got so big. So I have to figure out how to stand that thing up a little bit better because the wooden pole I put in the soil, it broke in half. So now it's just kind of leaning. I need to figure out how to stand it up better. So I got to figure that out too. But anyways, I hope you guys are having a good end of 2022 and I hope you guys have a great holiday and everything and had a great holiday if you're in the U.S. and had Thanksgiving and all that good stuff um, and a good New Year's. So the other topic that I have not mentioned much is the newsletter. I will be working on the newsletter throughout this week and I will be sending it out by probably Monday at the latest. So if you have not signed up for the newsletter, Usually it comes out every other month, so it it will come out, it's supposed to be coming out December 1st, obviously it'll come out beginning of December, the next one would come out beginning of February would be the next one. So every two months you get a new newsletter 
So if you haven't signed up, you should because it's fun. You also get a sneak peek of all of the upcoming episodes for the next two months. So that's really fun to see. And it's a really good snapshot of everything that happened in the last two months episode wise. So if you need to look back at a podcast episode or a blog post, it's all right there. Granted, you have my website, but still. Okay, that was a lot of personal stuff about random things. I almost forgot to tell you the next podcast episode. So let's go find it. I keep everything in Google Drive. It's just so much easier. Okay. The next podcast episode is going to be about the ponytail palm. Really fun plant. Love that plant. Currently don't own it, but have owned it before. And one of my best friends, Sierra, also has one and has had it for years too. So really cool plants. So we're going to get to talk about the ponytail palm next time. Otherwise, hope you guys have a wonderful week. I'll see you on social media and I'll talk to you later. Bye.